0: Episode 5, The Classroom. When talking about education, billionaire tech wizard Bill Gates points to research that shows there's only half as much variation in student achievement between schools as there is among classrooms in the same school. He says if you want your children to get the best education, it's more important they have a great teacher than it is that they go to a great school. We begin today with a story about one of those great teachers. She's a high school English instructor, and she's put a beat to her lessons. In fact, her teaching method earned her the red carpet treatment from the Grammy Awards. Farrington High School teacher Isabella Barrett is a maestro at mixing music into her English lessons. I use country, I
1: use heavy metal, I use pop. Classical music.
0: Today it's rapper Commons take on freedom. Her students study the lyrics alongside Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech.
1: The artist we get to learn from their perspective and we get to relate to it. So how you like that?
0: A new one for your playlist? Barrett created yeah. the curriculum because of her love of music. Does she play any music that you don't like?
1: No, she plays music that we like eh? we all love it. How do our dreams and expectations shape shape our lives?
0: The Grammys named her this year's winner of the Jane Ortner Education Award. It's given to one teacher in America that effectively uses music in the classroom. It was a big surprise.
1: This is a joke. (laughs) I never win anything. The last time I won something was 8th grade declamation at Dole School.
0: (laughs) Barrett graduated from Farrington. She started using songs to teach English when she was on the mainland. Then she brought it home.
1: I never used to like literature in middle school. It's never
0: boring. She wants to inspire her kids to be readers and writers.
1: I try really hard to make literature relevant to their lives.
0: Barrett will be a guest at the Grammy Awards. Then in the spring, she'll be inducted into the Grammy Museum. She has a way of making Shakespeare relevant. To these kids and these students are at-risk students a lot of these kids didn't want to go to school you know they they had bad attendance records uh, but their attendance records are much better now because of the way she teaches and it was just wonderful to watch her interact with the students uh, when she was going to Farrington High School she told me she was having a hard time and music always seemed to get her through And so she said when she became a teacher, why not incorporate music in a way that can get kids interested and keep them interested in lessons? So she does. And I love the fact that she doesn't just use um, pop music or the latest tunes. But she goes back, she finds oldies, classical music, anything that she thinks can touch a student. And she does take requests like any good DJ. She will uh, ask the students at the beginning of the school year, please give me a list of the songs you like. And then they, she goes through them to try to find things that they like so they can relate to that. She's just a wonderful teacher. And there's another thing too, uh, she wrote the curriculum. It's hers. She created this and she's been perfecting it over years, changing things and adding things and taking things out. And she's got it down to a system that she really likes. Because the Grammy Museum selected her and her curriculum to be inducted this year, her curriculum will be able to be accessed by teachers all around the country. So if they see something they like in the way she teaches, they can freely incorporate that in their own lessons, and that's really cool. Sometimes the classroom can be a stage. Richard Hoope's annual falsetto contest searches for the top male amateur who sings in the Hawaiian falsetto style. Well now, a new falsetto competition puts the spotlight on the ladies. Time entertainer and OHA trustee Carmen Hulu Lindsay sings in the soaring style of female falsetto, a beautiful facet of Hawaiian music.
1: You think back to Lena Machado, um, Auntie Genoa Keawe, Lena Ala Haile, and those were the voices that we remember as beautiful falsetto singers.
0: Male falsetto contests are annual events. Now Lindsay's helping organize Hawaii's first female falsetto singing contest, slated for April 10th on Maui. It opens the annual Celebration of the Arts at the Ritz-Carlton Kapalua.
1: I'm excited to hear new voices out of our different communities all over the state.
0: Contestants must submit a demo tape.
1: This competition is for amateurs.
0: Participants will be judged on vocal quality, technique, and musicianship.
1: This is a a great opportunity for them to come in and sing, and we may discover some beautiful new talent.
0: If you can hit those high notes, and you want to be a part of Hawaii's first female falsetto competition, we've put a link to the contest website on our website. You know, I, I think uh, nobody's ever thought about it before, you know, and, and kind of gone out of the box like she is to get this competition going. She sings beautifully. You know, she treated us to a couple of songs on a, on a lanai uh, and, and overlooking the city, and it was just a, a great setting, and she has a beautiful voice. You probably know falsetto singing more by male falsetto singers. The Ho'opii brothers... Very well known in Hawaii uh, as fantastic male falsetto singers. In fact, when I was young, I used to work in a record store. Some of the albums we used to sell were the Ho'opi'i Brothers albums. And we could never keep them in stock because uh, people who loved Hawaiian music and loved that Hawaiian falsetto style singing would just come in and buy them. As soon as a new uh, run of albums would come in, they'd be gone because they're so popular. That's that style, that Ho'opie style of singing uh, for the males. And so for the the women, this is totally new. Uh, There's never been, from what I understand, there's never been a competition like this before. So this will be the first.
1: I'm Oprah Winfrey, and welcome to the very first National Oprah Winfrey
0: Show! (laughs) Oprah Winfrey said that she considers the world, this earth, to be like a school and our life a classroom. There's a new type of learning center that's taken shape on Oahu. It's called the Men's Shed. It's a place where seniors find a place to tinker, socialize and learn. A warehouse on the downtown waterfront is home base for the Honolulu Men's Shed, a gathering spot for guys who've retired from their jobs or who have lost a loved one. The idea is to attract men that are uh, at risk of Uh, loneliness, isolation, uh, and bring them to something that they can enjoy. Here, men 65 and older make new friends while they build and repair things. I think most of the guys are just happier. They they love coming in here and spending time with other guys and tinkering. The Men's Shed movement started in Australia as small community workshops to improve men's health by giving them a place to work with their hands. There are about 1,000 men sheds in Australia and 2,000 worldwide. There are now 17 in the United States. This one was the first. The Honolulu chapter opened in 2016 with just four men. Membership is now closing in on 100. We've had a lot of interest in some of the Outer Islands. Uh, we have a new shed that's being done, being formed at, uh, in Hawaii Kai. The members turn out impressive projects that go to the community, from rebuilt bicycles to refurbished Koa canoes. We have a crew of guys that renovate them and make them look just like new. Make them look like they can go into a museum. There is a $40 annual membership fee and there are some female members. I think mention's a great thing. We need more people to come out here and see what it, see what it does, it's good. You can come to work or just show up to socialize. The Men's Shed meets Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday at nine in the morning at Pier 19. It's one giant workshop, seriously. wall to wall stuff uh, that men can do from saws to hammers to electronic this or that uh, that they can work on things. A lot of woodworking going on in there and, and other other types of work Uh, we saw some some fellas uh, working on uh, a canoe beautiful koa canoe that they're refurbishing and the man who is a senior who is actually the lead fellow on the refurbishing of the canoes he's actually teaching younger fellas who are part of the men's shed now because they want to learn about what he does and his craft and how he does it so they can keep it going we had a really interesting time Uh, talking to the gentleman there. And I was surprised by how many men were there. And they didn't show up because we were shooting a news story. They were there because they're there. You know, that's something that they do on a regular basis. And there are a lot of guys in there. And they also have some women who are part of this Men's Shed group. You know, they don't discriminate. uh, As long as the gals want to get in there and and work with their hands and work on stuff too, they can definitely be part of the Men's Shed. And it's a movement that is growing worldwide uh, to keep men involved and to um, give them something to do when they retire. Uh, so they, have a, a, they, stay, they can stay active, they can stay engaged with each other. And I think it's a, a great, great movement. A student of life considers the world a classroom. A teacher can inspire hope, ignite the imagination, and instill a love of learning. We all have the ability to be a good teacher of something, regardless of where that learning is taking place. As the great Dr. Seuss said, you can get help from teachers, but you are going to have to learn a lot by yourself, sitting alone in a room. that'll do it for this show thanks to podcast writer and producer jonathan sapi please search for tell me a story and subscribe to hawaii news now wherever you find your podcast until next time i'm jim mendoza aloha